A massive new report released today details a long, painful history of mistreatment of Native American people by the University of Minnesota. It also lists many recommendations to improve relations between the U and Minnesota's 11 tribal nations. It's called the Truth Report. And for Lower Sioux Indian Community President Robert Larson, the story begins in 1851, when the Dakota signed two treaties that ceded 24 million acres of land to the U.S. government. In exchange, we were promised 10 miles on each side of the Minnesota River, which at the time they figured, yeah, that was okay, we could survive on that. But then they realized on the north side, that's great land for farming, so they took that away. The treaties also promised money, supplies, and training to help the Dakota transition to farming. It wasn't ever paid, and that led to the war. The federal government's hanging of 38 Dakota men in Mankato in 1862 brought an end to the U.S.-Dakota War. It also led to a windfall for the University of Minnesota. Sales of land taken from the Dakota raised huge sums of money that were used to form the U. One of the signers of those treaties, Larson points out, was Alexander Ramsey, one of the founding regents of the university. The U is known as a land-grant university. Larson says land-grab is more accurate. Because they were granted this land that was stolen from us and never paid for, and they grew that wealth. They still are today. Everything that they've achieved was on the detriment to our people. The Truth Report, released today, delves into the details of how the university profited off of Native land and people. It concludes that the U's founding Board of Regents, quote, committed genocide and ethnic cleansing of indigenous peoples for financial gain. And it shows how millions of dollars in revenue derived from timber, minerals, and other resources from Native land were invested in municipalities around the state, but not in tribal communities. Shannon Gijic is executive director of the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council. She says it's the first report in which a major university critically examines its history with Native people. You know, one part of me is really appreciative of the, I guess, courage of the university. But also the other part of me is like, it's time. It's important that other voices are heard, not only the the dominant voice, The Truth Project kind of just rips that open and really reveals a narrative I think that a lot of people just don't know. A team of indigenous researchers spent six months digging into university archives. They cataloged and studied more than 5,000 pages related to the university's founding. Early on, they realized the work would be much more emotionally taxing than they had anticipated. You know, as soon as we got into the archives and started to get those first hand accounts of of what we experienced as a people it was it was really hard to read and, and to learn about Adriana Goodwin was a truth report researcher and a research fellow for the Red Lake Nation you start to see the connections from the past and how that has transpired today Goodwin says native people have some of the highest rates of fatal overdoses from the opioid epidemic some of the highest rates of suicide, diabetes, and other health and social disparities. And so sometimes, you know, when we were researching, we just have to stop. Like those emotions would become so overpowering where you just like, just want to cry. We carry all of that trauma and all of that pain. And hopefully with this report, you know, we won't have to carry that alone. 
For Anne Gerjola, another researcher on the project, the work hit close to home when Goodwin came across documents showing the university's involvement in relocating 36 families on the Boys Fort Reservation in the mid-1900s. Gerjola is a descendant of the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa. The names of the families weren't mentioned in the documents, but her grandmother was relocated around that same time. And thinking then of like the trajectory that that sent my family on, like I'm still trying to uh, process that. And that was kind of the point where I knew I had to step away from the archives, at least, because I couldn't take in any more of that at the time. But Gerjola and others involved say there's also healing that can occur by uncovering these stories. Misty Blue was appointed by the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council to coordinate the Truth Project. Trauma really asks us to forget. You know, in contextualizing that history, I think there can be um, healing that is found. So hopefully through this type of process, you know, these legacies of colonization can lose some of their power. Blue says the Truth Report is notable for its native-centered approach. Each tribe appointed a research fellow to explore histories important to them. For the Red Lake Nation, Goodwin explored medical research conducted by the university on young Red Lake children in the 1960s. Some tribal members are concerned that children were given kidney biopsies without their parents' consent and that researchers may have withheld treatment. A companion report commissioned by the university says it's unclear whether there was consent because the Red Lake Nation refused to share records. Tribal Secretary Sam Strong says it was the U that failed to keep records. You know, in today's world, I was hoping for a more transparent and accountable university system. And it's really um, disheartening to see that they're trying to silence our voice. They're trying to silence the harm that they cause to our community. Strong says he'd like to see a greater investment from the university in learning the full extent of what happened. The report concludes with a series of recommendations for improving university-tribal relations moving forward. Among them is a call for perpetual reparations to indigenous people. It also asks the U to invest the permanent university fund in a way that gives back to tribal nations. Tribal leaders say the university under President Joan Gable has taken meaningful steps toward addressing some of their concerns. She's met quarterly with tribal leaders and appointed native leaders to high-level positions in her administration. In 2021, the U created a program that offers free or substantially reduced tuition to many enrolled tribal members. But it's been criticized for only helping a fraction of Native students at the university. It was a great start, but it certainly shouldn't be the end. Lower Sioux Indian Community President Robert Larson, who's also chair of the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council, says the intent of the report isn't to shame or blame people. But to put that simple truth out there, because we were starved, we were marched, we were hanged, we were experimented on, all of these things tie into the university, and we need to heal. The researchers know that healing will take a while, but they remain hopeful the report will lead to transformative changes at the U. With reporting from Melissa Olson, I'm Dan Crocker, NPR News.